Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome once again as you join us this day to listen to the Word of God together. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We honor you for this opportunity just to come before your throne of grace, just to sit at the feet of Jesus and learn from you. Mighty Father, teach us and guide us unto all the ways of the truth. You said man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from your mouth. We are ready to receive from your throne even this day. My Father, may your word go forth in power and in simplicity. May you confirm your word with signs following in our lives. In the name of Jesus, Spirit of the living God, have your way. Teach us and guide us unto all the ways of the truth. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. I greet you once again in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you very much for joining us and indeed let us go and enjoy the Word of God together this day. Um, I always get excited when it's time for the Word. It's time for our spirits to be fed because that's how our spirits get nourished so that we may grow strong in our spirits. The Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And the only thing that would give us strength is God's word. So today I just want to take you a little bit back to where we start when we start knowing the Lord and we get excited about the Lord, we get excited by the ways of the Lord. But also it's good after you've been in the Lord for quite some time to look back and see the faithfulness of God. I'm a witness that God is faithful. He is faithful to his word. And when we believe him and we, when we trust the word, indeed we can see his power, we can see him showing his faithfulness to us who believe. Because he's always watching over his word to perform it. So I just want to take you a little bit back and, 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 and maybe we'll look at some of the, 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 the people during the Bible time, how they trusted God, how they believed God. Even when their situations looked hopeless, they believed God. They believed what God had said. They did not walk by sight, but by faith. So, I want us to go together to the book of Romans, chapter 4, 18 and 19, we'll do it in the Passion Translation. Because uh, for me, I really realized that there are so many things that are uh, fighting for our attention, competing for our attention, and we get drawn unto many other things. People tell us a lot of things and we end up believing those things more than we believe God. I want you to know that we need to rely on God's word all the time. We need to believe in God. He is reliable. You can depend on him and not be ashamed. Look at it with me in Romans 4, 18 and 19, Passion Translation. It says, against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word, and as a result, he became the father of many nations. God's declaration over him came to pass. Your descendants will be so many that they will be impossible to count. In spite of being nearly 100 years old when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that, uh, the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. I want you to look at this and see what Abraham did. He was still called Abraham. No hope. And then God said, you shall be the father of many nations. And even when he was told that a child did not come through, they were still declared to be better. 
He took God and his word. He said what God has said, that's it. I'm holding on to it. So there may be many things that are also a challenge in your life, but hold on to the word of God. He is reliable. He is dependable. And he's done it so many times for so many people. He will do it for you too. He's done it for me too. That's why I know that God is faithful. He's been so faithful. He's been so good to us. He keeps his word. So today I want to share with you under the subject, taking God at his word. Taking God at his word. The Bible here where we have read it says, Abraham, against all odd, he believed in God and he took God at his word. He expected God to fulfill his promise. So whatever God has said, he believed it would become so. Irrespective of what his body was telling him, his body and his wife's body telling them, you are barren, you have even passed the childbearing age, it's not possible, it cannot happen, he took God at his word. So what is your situation today? What is your situation? What is that challenge that you are facing? Take God at his word. If God has given a promise, he's surely well able to deliver. He's surely well able to do what he has promised. Because in this case, when he was taking God at his word, even Sarah, his wife, she was believing. So it's good to have both the husband and wife helping each other, standing together in faith. Because look at it with me in the book of Hebrews 11, 11, in the AMPC, which is the Amplified Classic. And look at how Sarai was believing. Hebrews 11, 11, AMPC reads, Because of faith, also Sarah herself received physical power to conceive a child, even when she was long past the age for it. Because she considered God, who had given her the promise to be reliable and trustworthy and true to his word. So she considered God to be reliable, trustworthy, and true to his word. May you also consider God to be reliable, trustworthy, and true to his word. Whatever God has said, take it and believe it. Don't allow your circumstances to tell you it's not possible. Look at what's going on around you. Somebody believed God and it didn't work. What about that one? That one did this and it didn't work. Do you think such thoughts will be coming from the Lord? God cannot discourage you like that. It is your enemy that's trying to make you doubt your faith. He is showing you facts so that those facts may nullify what you believe. The scripture we read when we started that one, Romans 4. Actually, when you go down on it, it says his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. So don't let your faith be undermined by facts. So facts may say it's not possible when things are like this, but if God has said it, he knows how it will happen. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He knows how to make something out of nothing. You remember even when uh, Elizabeth, who was said to be barren for many years, not able to conceive? It ca there came a time when she conceived. So it means if you are trusting God for a baby, for example, and husband and wife, and you join together like Sarah and Abraham here, and you trust God together, you rely on God, and you say, we count him faithful, he who has promised, and you see God fulfilling his promises. Because if you look at it with me, because God, with God nothing is impossible. Look at it with me in the book of Luke chapter 1, 36 to 38. Again, we're looking at people who 
took God at his word. People who said, God, if you have said it, we believe it and we will see it come to pass. We rely on you. We count you trustworthy, reliable, and true to your word. Luke 1, 36 to 38 AMPC says, And listen, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is now the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Then Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to what you have said. And the angel left him. I like this. It says, Elizabeth, even in her old age, the one who used to be called barren, she also conceived. Because with God, nothing is ever impossible. So it means even in your own life, your situation may say it's not possible. When your body is like this, it's not possible. When your financial situation is like this, it's not possible. When at your job things are like this, it's not possible. When, and you are given all the facts. Don't let any fact undermine your faith. Okay? Because even here it says Elizabeth who was called barren. So whatever you are called now, that's not your end. Your end is what God calls you, not what people call you. So if you are called barren today, you should say, I was once called barren. If you are called poor today, you should say, I was once called poor. But now, through Christ Jesus, I've been blessed. I've been thoroughly blessed. I used to be sick, but now I'm healed. Because by the stripes of the Lord Jesus, I'm healed. And God is faithful to his word. God, who has created the heavens and the earth, is able to heal your body. He is able to heal my body. So it means if you are feeling sick in your body, don't let the word of God be undermined by the fact that your body is feeling pain, that by the fact that your body is feeling sick. That's feelings. That's not faith. Let your faith rise up in you and then you say, I believe what God has said. I know that God is faithful. God is reliable. God is dependable. And he's able to do what he has promised. So in many times, usually people may promise you something and then they can't do it. They can't do it either because they are not able to or because they are not faithful. But God is both faithful and able. He is able and he is faithful. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will always carry you through. So even whatever you are trusting God for, take God at his word. Rely on him. Depend on him. You will see what God can do. Verse 38 of Luke 1 in the New King James Version. I like how it's stated in the New King James Version because Mary was actually saying, whatever the word of God says, I believe it. Whatever God says, I am, I am. Whatever the word of God says, I have, I have. Look at it. Luke 1, 38 in the New King James, it says, Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So she says, let it be to me according to your word. As you have spoken it, as you have said it, let it be to me. So anything, you child of God, there are many things that God has already said something about you. That God has already said, said something about your situation. We said by the stripes of the Lord Jesus we were healed. So it means you can say, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. I am the servant of the Lord. In other words, I submit to the will of God. May the will of God be done in my body that I always remain healed. Some of the things that we believe God for, the, all the examples I gave you here, they were not really life and death situations. For example, these people were believing God for children. 
The fact that they couldn't get a child doesn't mean they would die. But do you know that there are some cases where you have to use your faith if things don't work out, you die. For example, when you are attacked by an incurable sickness, you've got to believe God because the facts will be saying you are going to die. And you need to say, I shall live and not die. Like Psalms 118 verse 7, it says, I shall live and not die. I want to declare the works of the Lord. So in other words, you are countering that which the circumstances say are saying. So when sickness says, I'm going to kill you, you say, I shall live and not die. Psalms 118 verse 17. Even when you look at it in Proverbs, it talks about your will to live can sustain you when you are sick. But if you lose it, your last hope is gone. So don't ever allow your situations to make you doubt what God has said. Believe God. Even when it's a death, life and death situation, keep on believing. You remember Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego? They were threatened by fire. When they didn't want to bow to the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had put in the book of Daniel chapter 3, they were called and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true that you don't bow to my image? Is it true that you don't do what I've commanded? But if you bow, you will not be banned. If you do not bow, you are going to be banned. And I want to see who is that God that can deliver you from my hands. So I think in the minds of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew what God had said. You know what God said in Isaiah 43, verse 2? When you go through the fire, you will not be banned. When you go through the fire, you will not be banned. That's what God had said. So when they were to be thrown in the fire, then they thought, but God has already said something about the fire. Oh, king, if you throw us into the fire, we are not going to burn. Our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from your hands, and he will deliver us from your hands, oh, king. Full stop. That's what they said. They were fully persuaded, fully convinced. Because if you read it with me in Daniel chapter 3, if you read it, from verse uh, 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from, your, from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hands, O king. You see, they were resolute. They knew that God will deliver them. But in this case, if God doesn't deliver them, they would die. So it means you can't take chances with fire. You've got to believe, you've got to know it will work. So for them, they were fully persuaded. They were fully convinced that it will work. Somebody might have said to them, do you know how dangerous fire is? Do you think Nebuchadnezzar is playing? This man is cruel. He's going to kill you. They said, we know our God. We know our God more than we know Nebuchadnezzar. The problem with most of you children of God, you know your enemy more than you know your God. You need to know your God more than you know your enemy. To know that my God is able, my God will deliver me, my God will defend me, my God will heal me. Okay? My God will provide for me. My God said he will do it and he will do it. I know him. And he did it. He did it for them. He did it for them to an extent that it was like a show. Because when they threw them into the fire, the people who were throwing them, they were the ones who were banned. Okay? But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were joined by the fourth man. Because he said, when you are in the fire, you will not be burned. I will be with you. So he joined them. Can you burn when Jesus is with you? No ways. Because he it says, Nebuchadnezzar says, didn't we throw into the fire three men bound? But now I see four. 
And the fourth one is like the Son of God. He was right when he said, the fourth one is like the Son of God. He was right. Jesus said, I will be with you. So he was with them. And when he was with them, they did not bear. Actually, I like how they did not bear. Look at verse 27, because this one, 27 shows how they did not bear. It was like a show. Okay? It's not as if their hair was singed or their clothes were smelling with fire. No. God delivered them so much that he made it like a show. It says, And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw this man upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their head singed, neither were their coats chained, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. You see, they were not burned. The Bible says, upon whose bodies fire had no power. You know that fire has power over the bodies of people, isn't it? That's why that very same power, fire killed those people who threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire. It was a burning, fiery furnace. But upon the bodies of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it had no power. This is simple. It's the same with what God does for us. You know that disease germs have got power over the bodies of people. You know viruses have got power over the bodies of people. But upon my body, disease germs have got no power. Viruses have got no power. That's why even coronavirus has got no power over my body. Because the life of Jesus dwells in me. The same power that made sure that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their bodies would not succumb to fire. My body cannot succumb to the works of, of, of viruses or bacteria or any germ. So I'm healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. I trust God to say to do what he said he will do. So it means even when it's life and death situation, I still trust God. The same God who said he's my provider is the very same God who also said he's my protector. He is my defense. He covers me with his feathers. Under his wings I take refuge. And indeed he covers me, he protects me, he, pre he protects me from the evil one. He protects me even from deadly diseases. He protects me even from car accidents that the enemy cannot kill me because the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my defense. The Lord covers me. The Bible says he has given his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. It means I have to be protected. I have to be preserved. I have to be covered. That's what God has said. And I believe God. I take God at his word. And when I take God at his word, I also need to declare what God has said. So as we draw to a close, I just want to read with you in the book of Jeremiah 1 verse 12. In the Amplified Version, it reads, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. This is what God said to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, you have seen correctly, you have seen well, for I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. So God is awake, he is actively watching over his word to fulfill it. God is bound by his word. God and his word are one. He cannot dissociate himself from what he has said. So if you have seen the promise of God, if God has said something, he will do it. Because that's his nature. God's word is God's nature. If he has said something, that's who he is. 
That's why Jesus is called the Word of God. So you cannot separate what God has said from his nature. You cannot separate what he has said from he himself. So when he says you have seen correctly because I'm actively watching over my word to fulfill it. What promise did you see from the word of God? Did you see the promise of protection? Did you see the promise of healing? Did you see the promise of provision where God says I will provide for you? Did you see the promise of, of peace, promise of long life? All those promises, take them. They are yours. And when you believe God for those promises, God says, you have seen correctly. I'm watching over that word. I want to fulfill it in your life. Sometimes people will tell you, you've got to be realistic. You've got to be reasonable. Look at this. Look at that. But if you look at all the circumstances in the Bible, those many people who live by faith, they believed God. In Hebrews 11, we see a lot of uh, things about faith. And when we go to 12, you also see the, the multitudes of people who lived by faith. And then you see what faith can do. Those multitudes of people who lived by faith. And then you can see what God would do. So God is faithful. He will always do what he has promised. So don't be discouraged by what people tell you. Don't be discouraged by your circumstances. Don't even be discouraged by what your circumstances are saying or what your body is saying or how you are feeling or how people are looking at you. All that has got nothing to do with what God has said. Stick with what God has said. Because after you stick with what God has said, you need to declare it. You need to decree it upon your life. Speak like a king. You need to make decrees. When you hear me saying, coronavirus has got no power over my body. I'm speaking the word over my body. I want my body to continue to receive that supernatural power, to continue to live healed, to be like the bodies of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where upon the fire had no power. So if you look at it, I also want to decree things in my life. When you hear me speaking things, when you hear me saying that the Lord protects me, the Lord is my defender, I'm speaking what God has said upon my life because I want to see what God has said happening in my life. God is looking for his word. If he sees his word in my life, he's there to fulfill it. He's there to confirm it. Because I also need to speak it. I also need to make a declaration. Look at Job 22:28, AMPC, Amplified Classic. It says, You shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you. And the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. In other words, you shall decide and decree a thing and it shall be established for you. Okay? You decide and decree. So many cases with us children of God, you find that we lack decisive, uh, decisiveness. We usually don't decide. You usually are undecided. You don't know, okay, if I do this, what will people say? If I do this, what if I do this and it doesn't work out? What if I do this and then I die? What if I do this and this and this happen? That's being indecisive. You need to decide and decree. And when you decide and decree, you need to say, I've said it as God has said it, and that settles it. So if God has spoken it, if God has said it, he's well able to fulfill it. I'm taking God at his word. As we close, I want us to look at the book of Psalms 20, verse 1 to 7, in the extended version of the Bible. I like it because it's like a prayer. Actually, I'm making this prayer for you. I'm making this prayer for you. And this which I'm going to declare here, take it and make it your own. Because God has already said this. This is God's word. 
So when I'm going to declare it over you, I will go through it slowly. And when I say it, you need to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As I go through it, take it in that spirit of prayer and say, as the pastor is declaring this word, he's speaking this word from what God has already said. It means this is what God wants for my life, not what the circumstances around me are saying, not what the circumstances in my bank account are saying, not what the circumstances at my job are saying, not what the circumstances in my body are saying, but what God has said. Psalms 20, verse 1 to 7, extended version of the Bible, EXP. Listen to this. May the Lord answer you in times the day of trouble, distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect, defend, provide refuge for you. May he send you help from his temple, the sanctuary, and support you from Mount Zion, location of the temple. May he remember all your offerings, gifts, tributes, grain offerings, and accept Look with favor on all your sacrifices, whole burnt offerings, Selah interlude. When you say Selah interlude, it means pause and think. Verse 4. May he give you what you want, all your heart, and make all your plans succeed. Fulfill all your plans. And we will shout for joy when you succeed, are victorious, as in battle. And we will raise a flag, a banner, in the name of our God. May the Lord God give you, fulfill all that you ask for. Now I know the Lord helps, saves, gives victory to his appointed king, anointed. He answers him from his holy heaven and saves him gives him victory with his strong right hand. Some trust in, boast in, rely on chariots. Others in horses, but we trust, boast in, rely on the name of the Lord, our God. This is all for you. May he answer you. May the Lord look upon you with favor. May he give you the desires of your heart. May he make his face shine upon you. May he protect you and defend you. He is the Lord, our defender. He is the Lord, our protector. Here it says, may we lift even the, his banner of victory. So he is the Lord, my victory. He is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer. He is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. He is everything we need. He is everything we need. So trust him. Take him at his word. Take him at his word. Hold on to that word and not move away from it. Hold on to that word. Keep on counting that the one who has promised is faithful and he is able to fulfill his promises. Taking God at his word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me close in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. 
We give you glory, mighty God. We thank you that you are faithful. We thank you, Father, that you are reliable. We thank you, Father, that you are true to your word. And indeed, as we take you at your word, you always watch over your word to fulfill it, to confirm it, and to perform it in our lives. It shall be as you have said. Let it be unto us as you have said, in accordance with your word. In the name of Jesus. Father, even in moments like this, I pray for all your children who feel discouraged, all your children who have no hope, who are starting to doubt, who are starting to be in despair. I say, Father, strengthen them with might in the inner man. May they be encouraged by your word. May they be revived by this word. In the name of Jesus, I speak even healing over the bodies of your children. I send word of healing. I say be healed and be made whole. In the name of Jesus, I command the pain in your body right now to stop. In the name of Jesus, I command the pain, the headache that you are feeling right now, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I say you are healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. You are healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. Do not despair because the Lord is our healer. In Jesus' name, Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Taking God at his word, and indeed if we take him at his word, our hopes and our expectations will not be cut off, even in this year. Keep the faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. See you next time.